I've been trying to get Matt McClaskey, who, now I know a lot of people in this business, but Matt is really, I think of Matt really more as a friend and a colleague. Like, Matt, I can just hang out with, with Matt and eat wings <laughs> and not really talk about business. Um, Matt and I really came up in the same era together, so he was one of the first. I think it was back when you were at Quest, and yes. I was just starting at Windsor. Uh, learning this side of business, I've been in uh, on the on the hospital side, but was learning the managed care side of the business. And and Matt and I have worked together at a, at a myriad of, of of companies. I've fired Matt. Matt's fired me. <laughs> um, we've argued. We've been friends. We've we've gone out and had steaks together. We've talked about family. I've seen Matt develop as an executive. He's seen me develop as an executive. And you know, I just think I just I you know what? Thank you for coming on. You've been a supporter of the Lance J show since its inception. So before we had the booth and the radio contract and, and all of those things with ESPN and, and then NBC Sports Radio and, and now now Urban One, Matt has supported since I was doing this thing with a podcast with one microphone many years ago. So I wanted I wanted to to to, to appreciate you and just thank you for your support. Matt Matt McClaskey of Signify Health uh, VP of sales or VP of ops or what, what, what do you, what do you do? Yeah. I mean, that's, that's what they put on my business cards, okay. VP of sales. But what do you, so. what do you really do? <laughs> what, are you, what are you really responsible for? You know, on our side, it's, you know, at Signify Health, a lot of what we do is we, we do in-home assessments. Right. And so, right. you know, we're out so there. Tell my audience about what an in-home assessment is. Cause, yeah. um, cause you have people and we are in markets that you're in. So, um, what, what is an in-home assessment to someone driving around eating lunch at Chick-fil-A because that's my crowd. What is the in-home assessment and why should they get one if they're in Medicare, managed care? What are the importances of that program? Yeah, and I, I'll try not to make it too salesy, but you know, the job title does uh, put that a little bit on me. So, I mean, for the for the layman out there thinking of what an in-home assessment is, it's really a chance to spend an hour with a physician or yep. nurse practitioner yep. in the comfort of their own home, yep. you know, it, think of an annual wellness visit, a normal checkup, and we're in there, uh, you know, helping to identify things from a clinical perspective, but also something that I know is near and dear to you as well as the social side of things. Yep. So identifying yep. where there's an opportunity to help people address their social needs, whether it's, um, you know, trouble with transportation or nice. they don't have food in the fridge, things like that. So we get a chance to give the average day person an hour with a clinician. Awesome. It's really amazing. Right. So they can detect, you know, they can detect disease. They can detect advancement of disease. Signify Health, Matt's being very humble. Signify Health's one of the market leaders, if not the market leader 
And, you know, you guys had an IPO either last year or earlier this year. So Signify helps printing their own money. I read your <laughs> annual report. It was 158 pages. Um, that's when you know that someone is has a lot of shareholders and investors if you have a 158-page annual report. So I've worked with Signify. I vouched for Signify uh, when I was on that side of, of, of hospital, excuse me, of healthcare administration on, on the Medicare, Medicaid level. Uh, they do a fantastic product and program. They have great people, you know, Rohith, uh, you know, other people that, that you've worked with over, over the years. Excuse me, Vijay. Uh, Vijay, Vijay yeah. you work with Vijay. <laughs> Vijay, uh, you've worked with who's... I'm surprised he's not here. He is. It's, um, oh, he is here. He's uh, he's walking around somewhere usually. Okay. He's he's a guy that he knows everybody and then some. Right. Um, so he's a guy that I've worked with. Yeah, for I've been five working. Years. I've been working with VJ forever since yeah. the peak days. So I know him and Greg Lee um, have fought with them over charts <laughs> and coding. But but f all that, man. Are the Chiefs going to win the Super Bowl <laughs> this year? And. Are, are are you reeling from the loss of, of Eric Fisher? And because no. we've seen what happens to Patty Patty McGoat, as I call him, Patty <laughs> McGoat. We see what happens to Patrick McGoat when he doesn't have no line. He actually becomes a mere mortal like you and I. What is what is the buzz? So as I was driving through here, because I brought all of this stuff, it was the first and last time I'm going to drive to one of these events. I drove through Kansas City, and I thought of you. I drove by Arrowhead Stadium. And, and I thought, I said, I said, Matt will be here knowing him probably on the third or fourth row in the end zone with no shirt on, uh, with, his, with his chest painted, rooting for, for the Chiefs. I actually think history says that you don't make it to the Super Bowl three years in a row. History says that you have injuries. Mm-hmm. History says all of those extra games is like playing an extra half of a season. History says that you're not going to make it to the Super Bowl. I actually picked the Bills to win the Super Bowl this year, but but what's the buzz around Kansas City about the Chiefs? Because you still have Patrick Mahomes. You know, if you have him on the team, you're always a threat to go to the Super Bowl and win the Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean, it, the buzz around the city is he's got. We've got a, an entirely new offensive line. Right. Um, I mean, we've had some pretty. We made some pretty aggressive trades. I think we made one with uh, with the Ravens to get uh, maybe it's Orlando Brown on the team. Um, we had another offensive lineman. He spent the last year. Uh, he's a physician. Um, I can't remember his name. I, I know the Kansas City Chiefs aren't paying me to remember his name. Right, right, um, right, right. But, right. you know, I, I think, like you said, the Bills are going to be – the Bills like and the, the Browns Bills, are going to be – I have the Browns are my second yeah. in, my, in my pantheon. I have the Bills one. I have the Browns two. I have Tampa Bay three. I like Tampa Bay. I think the NFC is going to be really weak this year. Well, yeah. I, my fear of Tampa Bay, Gronk's old, AB's old, Brady's old. Even if you're old and good, you're just a sneeze away from being on an IR or on PUP or, or being out for, for, for six weeks. But I'm very I, – I don't like Kansas City this year. I don't I, – I mean, I love their team, but I just – you don't go to the Super Bowl three years in a row. It's just, it's just not typical. Unless you're the Bills in the 90s. Right. Well, I mean, there was <laughs> – you know, then nobody was any good, and then they, they yeah. lost all of those games. So yeah. they, it, may, it maybe would have been better for them to have one bad season and retool – and get some better some better draft picks. Um, what was it like? Because we haven't talked publicly in this forum. What was it like to, to finally see? I know it was a couple years ago. What was it like to see your guys finally cash one and, and, and put one through? I, I haven't I, won a Super Bowl since like Super Bowl three or four, four. or five or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Super Bowl four against the, the Vikings. The Hank <laughs> days. Um, and the old, the old Vikings who were basically what the Bills became 
Um, you know, they were the AFC's ATM for, for Super Bowls in, in the 60s and 70s. But what was it like to finally bust through and win one? I, I mean, it was surreal. I mean, yeah. I, I've been, as a Kansas City fan, very lucky the last decade. I mean, to have the Chiefs win the Super Bowl, the Royals win the World Series. Right. And if you're thinking about it, both teams have been – you know, kind of in turmoil for a right. while until Andy Reid came. Oh, the Royals are back to being. Yeah, the ba- Royals are back to just being. Chiefs had Mahomes, so you got. Yeah. You got a ten-year window where. Now, me being a Colts fan, I'm gonna let you know. I look back historically, and I see the Colts only won one Super Bowl. They had Peyton Manning, and then they had Andrew Luck, and they and they were only able to squeeze one Super Bowl, and that was uh, against Rex Grossman. So they might as well have been playing against <laughs> me. Um, and the, and when you get to the harsh reality, when Andrew Luck quit, as I like to say, um, he did. Um, I'm not mad that he stopped playing football. His body was beaten up, and and um, the GM Ryan Grigson is a complete tool. So I I get it, but the fact that he quit a week before <laughs> before training camp was over, and uh, excuse me, a week before the season started, they didn't have if he had, if he had said, hey, you know what, I don't think that I can do this anymore. They could have started looking to draft a replacement, but he left us with Jacoby Brissett. Now we have Carson Wentz. Well, I'm not. I'm not a big fan of Carson Wentz. Well, he's injured that, too. I, I mean. think that he's talented. He's he's back off of IR, oh, okay. so he's he's scheduled to start next week. But um, historically, he gets injured every six to eight games that he plays, and then you get to the harsh realities. I'm telling you to savor this and enjoy it. It dawned on me a couple of weeks ago. When I was watching a preseason game, I was watching Jake, uh, Jacob Eason in the preseason, their, their second-string quarterback. I said, man, Peyton Manning's never walking through that door again. Like, I had, we had the chance. We had, we had a generational great. Only got one Super Bowl. You ain't getting another Peyton Manning. No. We're, not gonna, we're never going to have a run where we go 13-3 and three for four consecutive years. It's never going to happen again. You're there right now with Mahomes. Yeah. And he's young. So you got you got a ten year window where you're going to be twelve and four every year for ten years. I just hope that you cash more of those those Super Bowls in um, because one is not enough when you have when you have Patrick Mahomes. You got to to me you got to get you got to get three three um, yeah. when you have when you have a generational great that's you know be a first ballot. I think if Patrick Mahomes quits after this season, I think he's a Hall of Famer. Um, he's already MVP and a Super Bowl champion. You know, I think just four years in the league, he's at Hall of Fame status. But, but I just, I implore you to savor what you have because, you know, the Chiefs, they've been the Colts' speed bump <laughs> on, on our way to being the Patriots' speed bump. So we were the yeah. Patriots' speed bump on their way to winning titles. Yeah. The, 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 the Chiefs were the Colts' speed bump on our way to getting blown out at Foxborough after beating the Chiefs in round one. Then we go to Foxborough and Peyton Manning would, would throw four picks in, in the snow and Ty Law would, would take him, uh, pick six him to the house seemingly every single year. But but you're, you're where the Colts were, man. You know, Mahomes, every year, man, you're going to go out and win 13 games. That's That's got to feel pretty good. It feels awesome. Paragon 7 Studios. You are done. Fired. Do not show your face at the laundry again. Stay away from Pinkman. Do not go near him. Ever. Are you listening to me? 
Perhaps you'll do what? What did you say? Stay away from Pinkman. Or else you'll do. What? You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network. It's time to switch to T-Mobile. Right now, pay zero cost when you do. Keep your number and keep your phone. We'll even pay it off. Only at T-Mobile, the leader in 5G. Black women are fierce, brilliant, courageous, dope. Black women are making a difference, making history, and changing the world. I think about all of the black women who have showed up to fight for justice. We are starting to finally accept all the skills and talents a woman can bring to the table. Urban One, thank you. This one is so special. This is your boy Rampage, first lieutenant of the Universal Flipmo Squad. Learn more about group insurance benefits with Engaging Health. Call to speak to an advisor today at 832-219-5829. Tell them that the Flatbush King sent you. In the sports talk radio justice world, mediocre quarterback play and porous tackling are considered especially heinous. The dedicated detectives who investigate these vicious felonies are members of an elite squad known as the Lance J Radio Network. These are their stories. So I have Ryan Dodson with me. Ryan is a, we don't really talk about the technical side of risk adjustment unless I'm at rise or, or doing a specified health Because my listeners don't really care. They don't care. They don't want to know. They don't know. But Ryan has a lot of experience in this field. And what I do think resonates with, with my listeners and my base is that, like me, you've had the wars with providers. And the concept and the discussion with the provider is so important. Because if you have a good leader like Ryan and he is educating the providers they're going to pick up better codes. They're going to administer better care. Ultimately, it's going to be better for the member. So uh, really good to have you on the show, Ryan. We've been talking a lot. Um, you know, we've been talking a lot on social media, but it's good to have you in person. Uh, tell us a little bit about some of the things that you're doing. I know that you recently matriculated. Uh, tell us about your background and some of the stuff that you're doing. So it's good to be here. I've been in risk adjustment for about 15 years when it first started. And my biggest thing is working with the physicians. Right. If you can take that data back to the physicians and show them how it's going to impact the care for their members, right. then you can really impact the provider. And getting that provider is like getting the light to turn on. You get that light to turn on, and all of a sudden they'll start to document better. Definitely. That document better will lead into better patient care. So tell us about tell us about your company. As people are getting ready for lunch, so we get a little bit of background noise here. But tell us about tell us about your company and kind of your your matriculation. You've done a lot of stuff in risk, you know, risk adjustment, you know, HEDIS. Um, you obviously know chart, you know, coding. Having people that could really educate the providers was so important to me when when I was running a health plan. Uh, because that's not my specialty. You had to have a real strong team of individuals. But tell us about how did you get into this business? Um, how have you matriculated through this business? And what are some of, some of your long-term goals? 
So I started out as an auditor about 15 years ago, right. and then I began to start educating physicians. And that's my passion, is educating the physicians. Mm -hmm. My current company I own is a group called New Vision Healthcare Solutions, right. and we do chart reviews, but our big part of the chart reviews is yes, we'll give them retrospective codes to make sure submitted, but we do a CDI. So we do CDI on those charts, and we take that information back to the provider okay. in real time. And if you were the doctor, I'd be like, Dr. James, I just looked at your chart, right. and you documented A, but there's B, C, and D still sitting there. Right. What do you think? And by educating them on that, their, their mind opens, and they're like, okay, if I document this better, then it's better care, better for my membership. No, definitely. Uh, what, are, what are some of the fundamentals? Because remember, so when you're, when you're going to a provider group, trying to weave this in for, for my listenership and audience. When you're going to a provider group, how does it benefit the member? So if I'm a member, you know, I'm a Jane Doe, um, I have CHF, um, you know, I, have a, I have type two diabetes, I have a history of alcohol use. How does it benefit me if I'm that Jane Doe to have someone like yourself come and really build that relationship with the provider? How does that benefit me? Well, what it does is it now gives resources to that health plan and to that provider group to All provide right. better care. I always say that you know risk adjustment is what keeps the lights on. And right, if you, get, you use that money and that revenue that comes in to now put your people in case management. So I'll give you an example. My wife is a case manager. Okay. She's been a case manager for 15 years. Okay. But she is a reactive case manager. So she deals with them after they get out of the hospital. Right. I want to get into them into proactive case management so they are doing case management on those members before they ever go to the hospital. Right. Keep them out of the hospital, keep those hospital admissions down. And yeah. by doing That's risk great. adjustment correctly, you can then run algorithms to show which of your members should be in case management. Right. I, I worked with a group one time and it was in Palm Springs and they had an AC guy on retainer. And you're like, well, why do you have an AC guy on retainer? And I'm like, well, in Palm Springs, it can be 120 degrees during the summer. Right, right, And right, if you're right. actively doing case management on these members who have CHF, COPD, you know, chronic respiratory failure, and you notice their AC goes out. Right. It's lethal. It could be lethal. Would you rather pay right. to have that AC fixed and prevent a hospital readmission? Right. And th those are the type right. of the, the tools that you can use to think outside the box to better right. help your members. Getting them order in Maslow's hierarchy of needs, I think that that's the, one of the central themes is that health plans and you know people like yourself that lead the, the data analysis side and provider education side, they're starting to understand that we have to look at a person in a, in a 360 manner. You gotta look at the whole person. I mean, it's not just as simple as, hey, get them on insulin or get them on a statin or get them, um, even if it's mental health, get them, get them coverage for mental health so they can go see a therapist. You gotta look at the full view. Are people, do people have electricity? Do they have heat? Do they have access to food? Do they have all of these things? And I know individuals like yourself are, are specialists at really understanding that. Now, how, how do the doctors react to your presence? Because I did a lot of provider education in my day, but it was mostly on the finance side. So not necessarily, hey, you need to code this better. It was more, I was the person that came in and said, here's the money that you're leaving on the table. This is how it impacts your value-based care program or, or full capitation or, or risk sharing. Um, but you've been on the West Coast, so you, you know about value-based care and, and risk sharing and stuff like that. How do the providers react uh, to someone like you coming in It's not a clinician but really knows his stuff? How, how are you able to have that conversation with the docs? So I, I don't have a medical background. So 
what I do is I find a way to set them at ease. I learn things about that provider before I go in and I discuss that things with them. I find that if you can make like a connection with that provider, they're more apt to listen to you than you can just come in and talk them over their head. Right. I don't have a medical background, so but when I got into this, you know, I used to be an airline supervisor. I just kind of fell into this role. Right. And what I did was I started educating the provider saying, let me make your life easier. If you can go into an office and show a provider that what you're doing is going to make their life easier mm -hmm. and benefit their patients in the long run, they're more than apt to do it. What has it been since you've opened up your own business and gotten to the entrepreneur side? You know, me as an entrepreneur, um, I like to think that I'm doing something that's really never been done in this industry. I'm showing up to these conventions and actually doing doing live radio or podcasting, all of those things. Um, how how is it to be on this side? Because you've been with some other organizations. What is it like being an owner versus being an employee? You know, being an owner, you get to make your own, you know, you get to do things the right way. And right. I've seen in the industry where things are done the wrong way. And I always want to be honest with people. I always tell people, I'm always going to tell you the truth. Right. You know, it doesn't matter what you ask me, you're going to get an honest opinion. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to sugarcoat things for mm -hmm. you, I'm going to tell you the truth. And if you come to me with something and I can't handle it, I'm going to tell you like, hey, that's too big for me. Mm -hmm. You need to go look at one of these bigger groups that are here. Okay. But I try to be honest with everybody and I do that hands-on approach. All of my clients have 100% access to me. Okay. If they need anything, they have my cell phone number. They can call, oh, wow. text, email, and I give them that hands-on approach. And then I give them answers as quick as possible. You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network. At Industrious, we don't want anything to get between you and your great day. That's why our private offices and suites come with everything you need to safely connect with your teammates in person or over Zoom so you can make every day a great one. Go to industriousoffice.com. Enjoy a great day at Industrious on us when you book a tour at industriousoffice.com. It's not that it's not that nobody knows. It's that not enough people are asking the right questions or pausing long enough to listen to the right answers. And so, I mean, like, I, I would tell you that, you know, if there's anything that I think I've been half successful on during COVID, it's not assuming that I understand what mm. any of my people are going through. Mm. That's a great, um, it's great. Because, because, and, 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 and because I, dude, I've changed so much week to week. I might have a week and I'm freaking fragile, you know, like, and, and, and it doesn't, it doesn't take very much, you know, like I, like I, my wife's car gets Now remember two, we're, we're, no, no, we're two, on terrestrial radio. So you get, you get one F-bomb and that wasn't, one F-bomb per it, it, show. So uh, you're, you're, you're halfway through. Uh, your oh, profanity. Uh, otherwise, I thought I'm he was going to make it. I thought he was going to make it. Yank your FCC credentials. Oh, but, but no, man. please go on. No, you're no, great. My wife gets a, got, got a, a nail and a screw in two different tires at the same time. Oh, man. Like, like, like last week. I, I'm not going to lose my credentials. Right. But how the heck does that happen? Heck, there you go. Right? And, 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 you know, like, and it, and it was just, it was a small thing, right? But it's just like, it, like I was having a tough week. And, and, and it like it was just like one of those things where I had to pause right. 
Nothing and like, to do with your career. And, 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 yeah, just, and, and, just pull, and pull back right. and, and, and just not engage with any of my right. staff for a little bit while I, while I wrap my head around how the hell am I going to deal with this? So, look, I, I tell you, man, I, I, think, I think Rick hit it before. It's, you know, we, we do not do a good job mm. asking sincere questions. We don't do a good job listening to the answers. Yeah. And particularly when the answers are tough. Mm-hmm. When the answers are not what we want to hear, we're very good at ignoring. And and this is this is a ton of disciplines. It's not just healthcare. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I was I was I was uh, listening to an anthropologist talk about how they screw it up, you know, in Egypt, and they they find something it doesn't fit what they think happened there, so they freaking ignore it. Mm-hmm. And, and 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 you know, like I I think I think we do this across the board, right? Oh, well, that, that must be an aberrant thing, and we ignore it, right? And you're not learning when you do that kind of stuff. So I, w- I would tell you, I mean, I, t- I think I've done, I've done a fair job at not assuming anything and asking questions, and, and uh, that, that's all I got, man. I, everything else, I mean, I th- I, I'm struggling like everybody else. How are you all feeling about, in your respective industries, how are you all feeling about the Delta variant and and concerns um you know i give you an example uh, my significant other is a, is a teacher and she texted me while i was driving here and said hey we're going back to to uh, remote yep. the kids won't be in class now me and you live in nashville yep. and i don't talk politics with you i do talk politics more when you're not on the show but yep. i don't i don't want you to get sucked into the undertow of some of my thoughts about political forces because uh, a lot of people don't realize I actually have a lot more of a conservative viewpoint of politics than, oh. than, than some. Uh, but but I'll, I'll give it to both sides. So okay. I'm just, you know, yeah. I, always get no, the, I know you I always, do that. I always get the disclaimer. So I'll make fun of Trump. <laughs> I, I'll make fun of Trump. I'll make fun of AOC in the same yeah, exact in the same in the same conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But in Nashville, as you know, if you watch Channel 7 News, there was literally a fist fight at City Hall over people wearing masks and arguing yeah. over we got to make the kids wear masks. And that just that just sickened me because, once again, my significant other is a teacher. She's just trying yeah. to teach her class. She doesn't care about your politics. She doesn't care yeah. if you're a red state, a blue state. She just wants to teach her class and get her curriculum done. Yeah. But we're going back into, you know, potentially some, um, you know, maybe a stagnant period. What do you all feel about that? And what are some of the concerns in your respective industries if we do go a little bit backwards and have to get sicker before we get well? and kind of recalibrate and get over this Delta variant. Yeah, I mean, I'll jump in there first. You know, a significant part of our, our, our mission work is we bring together literally hundreds of thousands of people and they pack food that goes around the world. So that business shut down completely yeah. on mm. us by the end of February of 2020 and uh, literally just starting to rebound. So I would tell you Q4 looks a lot like this room. There is a conference. It's not as big as it was, right. but there's a conference. Yeah. Uh, and now there's a big question mark on, on that again. I, and I don't know that we have the answers. I, I can tell you what my team hears is I don't know. Okay. And I'm yeah. really fine with saying I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, that's too much pressure for me to act like I know. I mean, I don't know, but 
But I think David nailed it. You know, we listen to our folks. Yeah. We make sure we know where they are. We don't assume where they are. Mm. I, I might think as a CEO, I, you know, I'm worried about the bottom line. I'm, you know, I want to make sure we're going right. to be okay. Mm-hmm. Every single one of my team members have the same concern. Yep. And um, oh. so I think sometimes we do every Monday, we do a team sync. There's not an agenda. Right. It's about 15 minutes. It's not that long. And we talk. You know, mm-hmm. and and you know, we, if anyone has insights or questions, I literally just put myself up to get nailed with the hardest questions, and and let them see me chew on those bones. Sometimes it's hard to chew. Sometimes yeah. I can't even swallow it. Yeah. Yeah. What I found out is they appreciate that. AEP annual enrollment programs are launching in just a few months, and this is the perfect time to shop for the best insurance options for you and your loved ones. Learn more about individual and group insurance benefits with Engage It Health. Their diverse portfolio includes accident expense, specified disease plans, life insurance, and PPO plans. Engage It Health's licensed benefit advisors are just a phone call away to bring you optimal service in selecting affordable and unique benefit packages that meet your health care needs. Call Engage in Health today at 832-219-5829. That's 832-219-5829 and tell them that Lance J sent you.